Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's going to be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. Hey, what's up, Roar fam? We're so stoked you guys are tuning in with us on this beautiful Saturday night. Hey, before we jump into it, I just want to introduce myself. I am Pastor Isaac. I'm the outreach pastor here at Roar Church, and I'm really stoked about tonight, man. Pastor Anthony and Pastor Brittany, they've actually handed out the torch for me tonight, and they said uh, they gave me the green light, and I'm really stoked, man. But before we jump into it, I just want to encourage you guys, to all the people who are hosting house parties here and in Orlando, send us some pictures, man. We want to see what's going on in your guys' home, and to all the people who are hosting, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much, man. And one more thing, we have a podcast. Right now, you could go to your podcast app on your iPhone or Android, and uh, you could type in Roar Church, and you could re-listen to all of the services that we've already posted on there, and uh, you could re-listen to this one down the road as well. So it's super convenient, man, whenever you guys are working out, doing your guys' thing, maybe driving to work in the morning, driving home from work, and you guys just want that that uplifting, we encourage you to go listen, man. So uh, yeah, like I said, I'm really excited about tonight, man. Today's message is titled, Who Are You Really Fighting? Who are you really fighting? And don't look at your neighbor, don't look at the person behind you, in front of you, ask yourself, Who are you really fighting? And this is for me too. I'm asking myself here too, who am I really fighting? Let's open up in prayer. God, I just want to thank you for this Saturday night. I pray, God, that you just open up our hearts, God. You open up our minds to just know you on deeper levels tonight, Father. I pray, God, just for a protection over us, God, a spiritual covering over us, God, and we just pray that you just release your presence in every single house tonight, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen. Now, I want to open up with this quick analogy. For those who know me, for those who love me, for those who know what's up in my life, I'm a huge UFC fan. I'm a huge boxing fan. And I just began to open up my Bible and uh, study the book of Ephesians. I was already kind of into it. However, uh, there, there was a specific part in Ephesians that really stirred me up. Now, before stepping into the ring of all these boxers and these fighters, you got to remember, man, these guys are professionals. They're not some street fighters that you see outside in your front yard. They don't just go in the ring or the octagon to start swinging and throwing punches. They're professional fighters. And what do professional fighters do? They fight effectively. They study their opponent. They pick them apart. And, you know, they study their defense so they know how to fight on the offense. They study their opponent's offense so they know how to fight on the defense. And you have to ask yourselves the things that they ask themselves as professionals. And I want you guys to write these three questions down. I'm going to go ahead and give you the three right now, and then we're going to break them apart one by one. Question number one, I want you guys to write this down. Who am I fighting? You got to know your opponent, man. Who am I fighting? Question number two, what do I need for this fight? What am I going to need to come out in victory for this fight? And number three, how am I going to fight? How am I going to fight? Now, the first question, who am I fighting? Who are we fighting, Roar Church? Who are you fighting on the other side of the camera? Who am I fighting? Let's jump into Ephesians 6.12. As you guys are turning there, I'm going to go ahead and get a quick drink of water. It reads like this, Ephesians 6.12. For a struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Now, just reading that, you got to think, man, the fight isn't actually against your husband. (laughs) The fight isn't against your wife. The fight isn't against your kids. It's not against your family or your friends. It's not against President Trump. It's not against the governor. It's not. Think about it, y'all. The fight is against the unseen. The fight is in, in another realm that we cannot see. 
just as there's good, you got to remember, Lord Church, there's also evil. And I'll tell you guys, man, that stuff is real. The evil is real. And I remember before coming on staff here at Roar Church with Pastor Brittany and Pastor Anthony, growing up, I've witnessed some strange, dark, uh, demonic stuff that definitely make you feel uneasy. And however, there, I didn't know. There was this lack of understanding in those moments, and I just, I shied away. I'm sure y'all have been there. I just shied away. Man, that was just something outside. Oh, it's windy outside. I didn't hear that. Or you know what? The speakers were blown out. I didn't hear that noise. You know, you continue to just shied away. And listen, y'all, I don't mean to scare you guys. However, tonight I want, to leave, I want to leave you guys with an understanding that that darkness is real. Now I'll tell you guys just a quick encounter that I had with some uneasy stuff just growing up. This was years ago. There was this one night that I had fallen asleep to uh, Oh Come to the Altar by Elevation Worship. I used to love that song. I actually still love that song to this day. And I had fallen asleep to that song. And I remember just waking up at like 4. It was like 4.15 a.m. And I'll just tell you guys, man, the noise that was coming out of my iPhone was not no elevation worship. I can't even repeat it. It was just this really dark, demonic sound, and I felt super uneasy. And uh, I remember waking up the next day and just telling myself, I mean, you got to remember, it was 4 a.m. I remember just telling myself, man, I was half asleep. Like, Isaac, you're tripping, bro. I was half asleep. Went about my day, went about my life. But I think about it here and there until I had a stronger understanding that I have now that that stuff was real because I've actually heard it multiple times after that night. And it made me remember that specific time, that specific night at 4 a.m., the first time I heard it. Now, I feel like once you experience darkness with an understanding that it is real, your discernment for demonic activity, yo, it just levels up. It completely levels up. You're more on alert, more on your toes for those things. Now, once again, man, I'm not trying to scare anybody. But I'm worried about the ones who actually don't believe in that darkness. I'm worried about the ones that don't believe in it. It's, it's just as real as the light. And we need to understand and we got to be alert that, that it is a real thing. Now, jumping to question number two, what do I need for this fight? What do I need for this fight? Well, it's actually telling us straight out of scripture in the next verses. Verse 13, this is Ephesians as well. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Well, what's the full armor of God? Let's next verses, verses 14 through 17. Stand firm then. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Verse 16. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I don't know about you guys, man, but after reading Ephesians, I'm like, yo, let's party. Let's run it, baby. <laughs> now, I want you guys to write these down. I'm going to give you guys what we need for battle. Straight from verse, I didn't make this up. This is straight from Ephesians. Number one, the belt of truth. Number two, breastplate of righteousness. Number three, we're going to need the gospel. Number four, the shield of faith. Number five, Helmet of salvation. And number six, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You want to go against darkness, or you're going to need some things. You're going to need some things. You can't go in there empty-handed. Now, I want to take time on one specific one, number six. I wish we'd go through all these, but we'd probably be here all night, and I don't want to keep you guys all night. But number six, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I can't help but to remember just reading that. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and for 40 nights, and it's in the book of Matthew 4, 
1 through 4. It reads like this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter, the devil, came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, tell those stones to become bread. Verse 4. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now stay with me, y'all. This is verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand at the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against stone. Verse 7, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, Jesus said to him, away from me, saying he's had enough at this point. For it is, written, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came to attend to him. Satan comes and he starts to tempt Jesus. And it wasn't just like one time, two times. No, it was on a consistent basis, multiple times. And how did Jesus fight back? What did Jesus do to hold his ground? He starts quoting scripture from the Old Testament. It is written, it is written, it is written. He, he begins to defend and fight back using the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Your Bible is your sword, y'all. And don't tell me scripture don't work. Ask any real warrior. They'll, they'll tell you. We witness, we witness Jesus do it in the book of Matthew. Now ask yourself this. What is a warrior without his or hers, or, or hers weapon? Think about it. Think of your favorite superhero. For those who know, I love Batman. I just like his style. I think he's dark. I think he's cool. And you got to think, man, without all the stuff that he uses, all his weapons, he, he wouldn't be effective. He wouldn't be this effective superhero. And just like going back to the analogy of these professional fighters, these boxers, UFC fighters, like I said earlier, we have to fight to be effective. They don't just throw those random punches and those random kicks, y'all. Another point I want to emphasize is this. You need to know your weapon before you can use it. I know y'all are staying with me right now. I know you guys know where I'm going. For the, once again, man, for the superhero fans, think of your favorite superhero again. Is it, is it Spider-Man? Because I remember in the movies of Spider-Man, he had to go through a season of learning his, his weapon, his webs. Now, think about if he went out there without spending time learning how to use his, his weapon. He'd probably get out there, he'd be hurt. If not, he, he would probably get killed, actually. He had to learn how to use them. Now think of the spiritual battle. Your weapon, the sword, the word of God. Well, Pastor Isaac, how do I learn to use the word against darkness? You spend time in it, man. You read it. You let it read you. You marinate it. You spend time in it. And I feel like God is saying to some Christians right now, yo, y'all better strap up. Strap up, Christians. Get in the word so you're ready to go against darkness when it does come. Isaiah 54, 17. So no weapon that is formed against me. No, excuse me. So no weapon that is formed against you will defeat you. And I want you guys to say that to yourself right now. No weapon formed against me will defeat me. Put that in the comments down below. Say it a couple times. Prophesy that over yourself. The light will always expose darkness, Lord Church. Another thing I want to actually jump into is how extremely important it is to be one step ahead of the enemy. Be one step ahead of the game. And as Christians, man, we got to remember we have that power. It's like a, it's like a game of chess. 
if you ask any real professional chess players, I don't even know if that's a real sport. Don't, don't condemn me. Don't tell me nothing in the comments. I don't know nothing about chess. However, I do know this. Every, every, every good chess player, they're already thinking of their next move before their opponent puts down the move. Now, you've got to think about that. They're one step ahead of the game. And as Christians, that's how we have to play. We've got to play like that. We have to constantly be one step ahead of the enemy. Pastor Brittany, man, she cracks me up all the time because she's always looking up demonic events and all this dark stuff. And, but you've got to think about it. What she's actually doing is she's actually going against all those things. She's one step ahead of the enemy. She's actually praying for whatever it is to not be aired on TV or for them to not assemble and to go out and, and uh, emphasize Satan in the streets. That's what she's doing. She's one step ahead of the game. And that's what we have to be, Roar Church. We got to be one step ahead. Put that in the comments down below. We got to be one step ahead. And now the last question is, how am I going to fight? How am I going to fight? How are you going to fight, Roar Church? And the answer is, that's your choice. That's your choice. And I don't mean to be harsh. I don't mean to be rude. But you got to understand, God gives us free will. You can continue living the way you want, giving God your leftovers, not getting in the word and arming yourself. Man, Pastor Isaac, I'll read when I got time. I got a bunch, I got to watch the kids, man. I got to do this. I work all day and I work all night and I, I just don't have time to get in the Bible. I, I just, I, I can't do it. I don't have time, man. Now, I promise you one thing. When darkness appears, <laughs> you're going to wish you got in the word every single day. When it shows its face, you're going to wish you were reading the night before. You're going to wish you read the whole Bible. <laughs> we need a generation of spiritual warriors who are armed and ready to just expose this darkness, man. There is no dark street we should not be lighting up. And that's why I love our pastors, our team, because we operate in a way that exposes darkness. We operate in the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And we need people, man, mentors, teachers who have been uh, in the spiritual battle longer than us to speak into us. Now, I, I just want to sit here and just say this. For those who do call Roar Church home, we are your covering. We are your covering. We are here to fight and push the darkness back. We are here to stand in the gap. And listen, y'all, as I'm closing, I just want to leave you with one more thing. You're not fighting alone. Roar Church, you're not fighting alone. To the person who's on the other side of this camera just saying, man, I don't need nobody. It's just me and God. I don't need nobody. It's just, it's just me and God. Don't get caught up in that bitterness because that's what it is. It, it comes from bitterness. That comes from hurt that's attached to you. Hurt that people left you when they said that they would fight for you. When people said that they were your covering, but when it, when it came down to cover you, they didn't cover you. And right now, I want you to text the number down below. Our team's gonna put the number down below and it's gonna be a prayer line. And we want you to text it and you're gonna text prayer and we wanna pray for you. If you have any specific prayer requests, go ahead and let us know, man. You know, Roar Church, you know we love to pray for people. God, I just wanna thank you for tonight. I just pray, God, that we operate in a way in your boldness, that we operate in your strength, Father, that you release your authority, God, and give us our understanding that we have authority in you, God, that there is no dark street in California, in this nation, in this world, God, that we should not be lighting, lighting up as followers, Jesus, not fans, but followers of you, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Amen, amen, amen. Lord family. 
I hope this challenged you, but I also hope that it met you exactly where you are tonight. We love you guys so much, and I just want to go ahead and close out and just say, for those who've actually given to this ministry already, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much, man. And in, in, in a way to uh, how you sow into what we're doing here at Roar Church, what God's doing here in this place, you guys can text ROARGIVE to 77977. We love you guys, man. This is Pastor Isaac, and we'll see you guys Wednesday at 6 p.m. See y'all later. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help. And this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.